0: Hi, and welcome to the MindHammer podcast series. Whether you already subscribe and follow us on social media, or it's your first time, we're delighted to have you listening to our podcast. As some of you may know, MindHammer is all about student health and well-being. We promote a regenerative and healthy lifestyle to balance your mind and body to deliver a future that supports you. You'll hear us tackle different topics with guest speakers and explore different disciplines like coaching, psychotherapy, fitness, nutrition, homeopathy and lots more. So let's get into today's episode and give a warm welcome to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to the Hammock podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the aftermath of COVID-19. We're hearing a lot about the world returning to normal, that some of us might feel as though we're not there yet. Psychotherapist Marina Trickard is here with us today and she's going to be talking us through why we might be still feeling the effects of the pandemic and what we can do to take care of our mental health. So for the next 20 minutes put your mind in a hammock and let's discuss the aftermath of COVID-19. So I'm here with Marina now. Hello everyone, hi (laughs) my hammock, nice to meet you all. (laughs) You're back for your second podcast I think is? Yes I think so. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for having me back. Oh, no worries. But like the last one went really well, so um, yeah, we had to do another one. Fantastic. So a lot of the time, well, actually, we've written a blog um, and some extended content for paying members um, about COVID nineteen. And um, I know that you wrote an article. During, was it during the pandemic? Yes, it was actually during the pandemic. I can't
2: really recall which confinement it was, but it was during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, um, you speak a lot about PTSD that comes with um, the COVID pandemic and what happened. Um, and yeah, if you just want to speak a little bit about your article so we can introduce it to um, our listeners, we do also link it in the blog so that people can see it. Um, but yeah, if you just want to take a minute to talk about it, that'd be great. Sure. So during the confinement, a
2: lot of people were not feeling well due to obvious reasons, being confined, having to fill out papers and going, you know, a certain mile or kilometer radius where we were having to work from home, people dying, our family members being sick, maybe us being sick. Mm -hmm. And so that was very difficult. But I'm starting to see, and I started to see back then, some symptoms of PTSD so, what's
1: PTSD? Do do you know what that is? Um, I know it stands for post traumatic stress disorder, but I don't know. I actually don't know too much about it. I suppose when I when I think of it, I think of um, shell shock after the war and stuff.
2: Absolutely. So that's actually the
1: first name that it was given during
2: the war um, because a lot of the veterans would come back and they had symptoms of flashbacks, of nightmares. They had a lot of anxiety. And so they called it shell shock because of the bombs back then. So they were, Uh. you know, that's why it was called shell shock. But during the pandemic, I started to see a lot of the symptoms as well. And I actually start seeing it more post-pandemic because right. people assume like you said it's it's just maybe you know after the war or some kind of enormous trauma like sexual or physical abuse which is absolutely the case mm. but it's not only that so during the pandemic we had a lot of people that were close to us that died and were very sick. And that was very traumatic for a lot of people. And this also includes the frontline workers, like Mm. the doctors, nurses, um, people that are in the healthcare industry, and also the people, the frontline workers, again, you know, delivery people, the people that worked in their supermarkets. Remember that we had to like wipe down
1: our packages and our food. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 I remember. And um, a lot of people were going into the shop wearing gloves and stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, Gloves and masks and sprays, all of that. Yeah. That's actually very traumatic for a person. Yeah. And you start seeing these kind of nightmares and again, flashbacks with people that maybe had close family members that you know, during the first COVID, the very strong one, the COVID-19, mm. um, going into the reanimation and being in, in the hospital and not being able to see our loved ones and kind of dying all, all alone. And that also carries through the the, the family, p- meaning the people that are alive or were alive. Mm. So now when we think about maybe getting sick, it, it becomes a, a big deal to us. We don't want to get sick. We don't want this to happen again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose as well, <clears throat> sorry, um, it doesn't end, I know everyone speaks about, and I know um, Joe Biden actually recently said that in the US, the pandemic is over and it makes it makes you think that's it. You You draw a line there and it's finished, but everything you've just mentioned, that's going to carry through for a long time afterwards um you can't just bounce back from that quickly
2: absolutely not I still have uh you know clients now that are still afraid to go out because they did have you know family members that died from it and even though everyone says it's over or they're not talking as much about it um as before because now we have other you know, global issues like war, for example. Yeah. Um, The people that were really affected by it at the beginning still carry that trauma with them. And mm-hmm. they still don't want to kind of go back to their daily routine because of the what if. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay. You know, it's okay. A lot of people are like, I should feel better now. It's It's over. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, the virus is definitely not as strong but it's still here just like the other viruses and bacteria yeah i mean i what i would say to people is that it's okay if, if you're not you know bouncing back from this pandemic like you know you're supposed to because what is supposed to anyways yeah everyone yeah. has their own time um and way of coping with these things and now i actually see that it's coming back even more this kind of post-pandemic
1: um well I suppose it's getting back to when people say getting back to normal it's hard to actually define what is normal and um you know what we what we touch on in the blog that we speak about is maybe the normal before as well didn't work for people back then and so it's yeah it's kind of redefining a normal way of living once again
2: absolutely i mean just look at the telecommunications you know field even healthcare a lot of the things that we do now we still do it over zoom or other or google meets so yeah. um, it has changed our world and how we see it and how we live in it mm. and so it's going to take us some time to adapt to these things as well especially for i would say the older generation that maybe is not so computer friendly yeah, yeah. um for them it's, it was very difficult during the pandemic and maybe still is at this moment
1: yeah yeah there's there's also an element of the anxiety um it's like what you said previously about not wanting to get sick anymore um getting being close to people again who you don't know to strangers there's still there's definitely for me anyway personally, a feeling of I'm not fully comfortable being really close to people and I think maybe I wouldn't have noticed that before but now I really notice it Um, and when you speak about the older generations, I know my nan is the exact same, she feels, she said she feels scared still.
2: Absolutely and I mean just think about when you go and meet people now, is it the same thing as it was back then before we didn't think about it we gave each other kisses we shook each other's hands yeah gave each other's hugs now it's kind of you know (laughs) you have this awkward moment for a couple of seconds between you and the other person because either you're not comfortable or maybe they're not comfortable with doing these things like kissing and and touching and hugging and so it's kind of um a trial by error and individual situations I would
1: say yeah I can imagine in your field of work as well um did you have a lot more in-person sessions before the pandemic and then are you main uh, is there a lot more virtual sessions for you now
2: absolutely before it was kind of mm, I mean I wouldn't say unheard of but it was almost frowned upon I would say to do sessions over over the computer and now I would, you know, I definitely would say the majority of my clients are still on Zoom because it's not only it's not only the fact of, you know, meeting people face to face and still being afraid of maybe catching it, but it's also kind of convenient for people now. They kind of got a taste of it. You don't have to go far, you don't have to take the bus or the train or the metro, which yeah. is say kind of like a cesspool of virus and bacteria <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so um, people prefer it now yeah and i suppose that also um again rewrites what is normal so what was normal before and what's normal now and i guess i know there was so many negatives and there was a lot of fear that came out of the pandemic and obviously death it was extremely scary but uh, again which we mentioned in the blog is there are moments where people became more mindful and um and you know the, the working from home people found positives i know not everyone enjoys doing it but um and studying um i suppose it's important to focus on the good things that came out of it if um in a sense of people doing yoga picking up hobbies absolutely i would say
2: that yes let's focus on the positives of post you know covid era like you said um, being more comfortable, traveling less. But let's not also forget what happened and kind of try to learn from it. So before, remember, everyone would wash their hands, people wouldn't cough into their hand, they would cough into the the elbow. Mm. Um, and frankly, I see less and less of that. Mm. So I think people forget quickly as well um, about our history <laughs> yeah. Say. yeah
1: but I think people can forget very quickly that's kind of a bit of a <laughs> that's a problem that we we've always had so what what would your advice be to people that don't think they've bounced back as easily or as quickly after the pandemic as maybe they feel that they should you know with all the world saying we've gone back to normal and it's just the economy that needs to recover there is there's less talk about mental health so what would be your advice
2: I would say really take that word should out of the vocabulary because there really aren't any rules or regulations about how one should feel Mm -hmm. after something as traumatic. And it's a collective trauma. It's not only, it's a global trauma. Um, So it's not that you're the only one. There's plenty of people out there. I still see people you know, because of what happened during the the pandemic, the anxiety is still there. The fear is still there. The trauma of losing loved ones is still there. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to do positive things in your life. I would say, don't put yourself back. There's no need to fear uh, living. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Just become more aware of what it is that you need or want and or what you don't need in your life. Um, but there shouldn't be a comparison to, well, let's say, you know, uh, Bob, he bounced back. He's totally fine now. He's doing everything he wants to do. And I just don't feel comfortable. Everybody needs to move at their own pace and and cope with situations their own way. So there shouldn't be any shame or fear about, oh, I'm not like Joe Schmo. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think but- the stigmatizing it is already a big thing.
1: Yeah, comparing um, comparing yourself to another person's situation—that kind of applies in everything. That can be that can be quite a destructive way of thinking, um, because we're all, like you said, we're all going at our, our own pace in this, and no, no one's had the same um, effect from the pandemic.
2: Absolutely. I don't even like this word bounce back. We uh, use it not only pr- for the pandemic, but we use it, for example, um, bounce back from pregnancies. And again, everyone is different. Everybody's bodies and mind is different. And we have to kind of respect ourselves. Uh, and if it takes me longer than the other person, that's okay. Yeah. If you feel like you still are kind of dealing with it, I would say talk about it. Open up to your friends, open up to your family. And if they're maybe not understanding, talk to a counselor, talk to a therapist, somebody that's objective and Mm. and give you special techniques about dealing with anxiety and and how you can desensitize yourself again. Yeah.
1: I know um, in your article, you mentioned ways of, of feeling better um and you mentioned yoga um or, or physical exercise um and therapy um along with a few other things like laughing and stuff so um i suppose my last question is what what do you do to help with um any anxiety that you have in general but also after the pandemic
2: yeah absolutely so anxiety is really in your body anxiety is a is is just let's put it simply it's a negative energy that our body holds so for that I'm a big advocate for doing some kind of movement exercise shaking it off doing yoga mindfulness so that's kind of like a meditation of what's happening with you here and now take 10 minutes Sit down in a quiet place and just kind of go through. Close your eyes and and feel what you feel around you. What does it smell like? What do you hear? How is your body reacting to you at that specific moment? Mm-hmm. Um, try to give yourself some pleasures in life. If before you liked to cook, or if you like to do um, pottery or painting or music, get back into that. A lot of the times when we're anxious or depressed, we put all these things on the back burner right away. Uh-huh. And that's just human nature. It's important to give yourself these little pleasures in life. See people, if if seeing people in a big crowd is too much for you right now, that's okay. Invite one person, you know? And if you ha- feel like you have to wear a mask inside, that's okay as well. Uh-huh. You know, there's no there are no rules to this. Do what you feel comfortable and and have fun. That's an important aspect, I think. Especially, well, not especially. I think for everyone, I was gonna say especially for young people because I feel like you know they suffered um, mentally a lot. Yeah. Just kind of, yeah. The older generation, I feel like, suffered physically a lot through it because they were the ones getting more sick but the younger generation having to deal with classes online and not seeing your mates at school and not going to just normal parties and activities that was very detrimental to the mental health
1: yeah and and rewarding things like graduation where you've worked so hard and that's supposed to be your big release your big moment a lot of that was taken away from people um as well so I like the the mindfulness and the the what you mentioned about appreciating or, or being observant of what you smell and what's around you, because you can do that any time of the day. It doesn't have to be that you set aside an hour or, or you know, sometimes the idea of working out can feel massive. But yeah, just, just appreciating what's there in the, in the moment. That's lovely.
2: Absolutely, because anxiety is also future-based. So if we're more present in the here and now, that helps us deal with anxiety as well. And again, you don't have to be an extremist with everything. When I say workout, you don't have to go for an hour, hardcore run, you know, 20 yeah. minutes. You can even do a 20-minute workout at home on, you know, YouTube.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, that's another positive that came out the pandemic, I suppose, and um, with the... Being a, virtual sessions online, yeah, I, I haven't stopped doing that. I, I don't really go to classes at all anymore. I do it all at home.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, again, it's you know, it saves on saves you money on taking transport and yeah. time. Um, so yeah. there's there are positive things that happened after the pandemic, and we shouldn't forget that either.
1: Mm, yeah. All right. Well, Marina, thank you so much for all of that. Um, it was it was short but sweet. But yeah, thank you so much. Um, You're welcome, and thank you so much for
2: having me back again. And I would love to come back and you know broach other subjects if you need.
1: Oh, I'm sure we will. I've got we've, <laughs> we've got loads of ideas coming up, so we'll reach out to you definitely. Fantastic. So there you have it, guys. Everyone has their own way of coping, especially after the pandemic. And no way is the right way. Comparing yourself to others is completely normal, but it doesn't always help. And if you can, avoid using languages like bounce back or going back to normal. The normal now isn't the normal before the pandemic. And and maybe it's time to rewrite your normal. If you're still feeling anxious, if you're still not ready, then that's completely understandable and it's also completely okay. If you do want to speak to someone about it, there are always people here, like your family or friends or us at Mind Hammock. So once again, thank you for listening. Keep an eye on the rest of our podcast coming up or have a look through any previous recordings. And yeah, if you want to have a look through our blog, then take the time. But just remember that we're always here and there's always someone to talk to. Thank you very much.
0: that brings us to the end of this episode. If you're enjoying the series and like our work, drop us an email at hello at mindhammock.com. Let us know what topic you'd like us to cover. We're here to help and we'll discuss anything and include everyone. Don't forget to check out our social media at hashtag mindhammock and our website mindhammock.com. There you can become a free member and receive access to more content like tip sheets, webinars, and videos. At Mindhammock, Hammock, we aim to enrich the student lifestyle and our team of ambassadors from many universities worldwide can help you engage with our community through your uni. So what are you waiting for? Join us in supporting your student journey. Keep in touch and stay safe. Until next time, goodbye.